So, the Rebbe gives us a insight uh, as to the difference, the marked difference between the Alter Rebbe's explanation for creation, Medish's explanation for creation, rather, and the other explanations given by the Zohar and the uh, other Jewish philosophers. And that is that all other explanations about creation are that. They're answers to a question. That means that the range that they are covering is a range where questions can be asked. They're not addressing Hashem's essence. Hashem's essence is beyond the range of questions. Versus the Medrash. The Medrash says the Abish desired. He had a desire, he had a taiva for a home in, this, in the lowest realm which tells us a couple things about this desire. Number one is that it's, first of all, the word taiva, as I mentioned briefly from Hashem's Tavah Mashir, that the taiva means that it's something that you want, and you share with someone that you care, that who cares about you and wants to give you what you want. It's not a need. It's, a, it's, it's something that the Abisha gives us, specifically the Jewish people, that he wants us to fulfill his desire. He shares with us his desire. Through doing mitzvahs, through doing tera, through doing skafia, as the Maimur says, so doing the Sitra we cause the Abishar to have a home in this world. And just like Hashem's desire emanates from his very essence, it comes from his very core, because you only share those kinds of things which come from your core with, um, with the people that, that you really care about, the Abishar shares it with us. The desire itself is also about his core, meaning Hashem wants a home. And a home is something where your very being is expressed. It's not something, your home is not your, not your workstation. Your workstation is a place where you could express your talents and you could use your inner keiches also in trying to figure out a project. But then there is where you're just you, your, your full expression. That's your home. So the Abish's desire is to have home in the lowest realm. He wants his essence to be revealed here. There's a desire from his essence. And what is his desire? His desire of the essence. The essence should be revealed here. <coughs> Don't follow so far? And we're the ones who fulfill this desire of Hashem. It's not like our desires. We have a desire for chocolate, we have a desire for strawberries, there's the whims. But the Abishter is absolute truth, and his desires are true. And his desire is the truth of truth, not just truth, but it's, it's a desire of his very essence, not just a revelation of godliness, it's something from Hashem. It's his very being is invested in his desire. He really wants a home in this lowest realm. Something which he desires very deeply, so to speak, from his very core. The, okay, let's go further. I want to understand a little further. Yuvan Yeser. The Ebbesim explains to us even better. Yuvan Yeser. Toyuchan Advarim, Sifze, will understand better the theme of what's been discussed in this paragraph of the Freakabs Maimur. Alpiter Sabal Shemtiv. According to the teaching of the Baal Shemtiv, which, as we know, the Rebbe quotes the teachings of all the Rebbeim in the Marm Baslagani. Shantav says it's possible that your humility could cause you to get everything wrong, to become distant from serving Hashem. Your humility could prevent you from serving Hashem. You could say, because of you know who you are, because of your lowliness, you don't believe that your tefillah and your Torah study causes a divine flow to all the worlds. Yeah. And also the angels are nourished by your terror and your prayers. Come on. If you would believe this, how joyful would you be to serve Hashem 
how much reverence you would have in serving Hashem, realizing what kind of impact you are making. Is it English today? English still? Yeah, that one. Is English still? That's, That's all here. Oh, English still. That's probably over there on the left where Arya goes. There we go. Thank you. So the Pasuk says in Sishkun Ben Shvatoyim, if you will lie down, Ben Shvatoyim. So the Baal Shem says, Ben Shvatoyim means among the lips. You will lie down among the lips. You would still be like the wings of the dove that is covered with silver and her pinions with brilliant gold. Even if you lie down between the cooking pots. That's what the... Um, that's, that's a Pashav Shat. Baal Shantiv says, in the Shemitah Shvatayim, what does that mean? It says Baal Shantiv, the Eibishter, the word Shvatayim doesn't mean cooking pots only, it also means lips. The Eibishter guards the lips of a person. And the Eibishter, this is not Martin Buber, this is Baal Shantiv, the Eibishter kisses the lips of a Jew when he says words of Teir and Philo. That's what the Baal Shantav is telling you. It's, it's, it's your humility, your, your humility, which says to you, Siddim have an expression, a shimedrai keplach, a shin with three heads. It's an insult. A shin with three heads means, it's an acronym of three words that start with the letter shin. Shiflis shel sheker, false humility. A shimedrai keplach. So you have a couple more they're not afraid of, of they're, they're just telling what that means that, that's the definition of the other shin the shin and the definition of the other shin the shin means that you, that you don't really believe that Abish, what's the truth the truth is that God is waiting he is diligently looking at your lips to kiss them when you say, when does Hashem kiss your lips, Yab Yosef? When you say words of Teir, say words of Tefillah, the Abish goes and kisses your lips. Who is the person, says the Baal Shem who will not be gripped by trembling and sweat? When he would realize that Hashem, the great king, is watching and is diligently paying attention to the lips of man. Therefore, a person has to pay attention. And he has to say that all my movements and everything that I do and all my things I am saying makes a big impact in heaven. And on the other hand, a person may say, What kind of value do I have? How could I possibly have any impact in heaven or here? And, if he, and if he frivolously does whatever he wants because he doesn't realize there's an impact, that's, uh, that's a big problem. It's similar to what the Gemara says about Rav Zechariah, that Rav Zechariah's, uh, the, the humility of Rav Zechariah caused Beis Midrash to be destroyed. What was the humility of Rav Zechariah? When, um, you understand what's going on over here? It is very simple. When you think that your teremitzvahs are impactful, that Hashem is kissing your lips when you say words of teira, and that Abish really cares what, what you're going to say, and you have an impact, and all, all, every, all of creation is nourished by your words, and the, and the divine flow in all of creation 
you say a word of Torah when you daven, so then uh, there would be a great reverence and excitement in your in your Torah and Tefillah. And the reason why a person doesn't have that excitement is because he says, "Who am I?" The uh, Hasidim uh, always chaim chaim rach. Is that there or not? And what if I told you that that you made a big impact on Shemayim, in the ref, in reference to whatever how big Shemayim is? How do you know? Because just told you. That, that's how you hear, but you don't. You you. I'm, I don't, I'm saying I don't believe it, but like there's there's difference between knowing and knowing. And that's why. I w- Personally, I keep on doing Averis every now and then, more now than then. But at the same time, it's like you do a, I, you do mitzvah, yes, simcha, you have the excitement, all right. I'm like the Tehillim, and you're creating chandeliers and Shemayim, and you're doing all this wonderful stuff, but at the same time, you do an Aveda. So it's like, you have, that, that means that you haven't really internalized it because one is opposite the other. So it's. Maybe you just want God to appreciate the one. You know, you don't see hashgacha pesos in Daphne, right? You see it in your business. You see it in how you interact with the world. And we've been taught to no put it to the davening that you had that morning. That it, that hashgacha pesos happened because you had a shemak and davening, and you're thinking about Hashem for one minute more than you normally do in Shmuel Esrei. You know what the word chinuch means? <laughs> what, what does chinuch mean? You know chinuch means chinuch means al tikri. Al-Tikri means, Gemara says in certain Sukkim, don't read them the way they're written, read them according to what the, what the true meaning is. The, word, the whole concept of Chinuch is, is Al-Tikri. Don't read things the way they seem on the surface. Realize what they are inside. So Baal Shanta says you should think about this. You should pay attention with your heart, but also believe to what is really going on. So it, does it, take, it, it, it takes becoming accustomed to the idea and thinking about it. But, but, if, but, but the point is that we should be engraved with this idea so that we realize the emes, the value of what's going on. You diving, you're learning, does something. We've been doing this long enough that we know this, but we're still in Gullus. And as you say, there's no one in No, I got into Gullus. We got into Gullus because of Rabbi was there when um, Kamsa uh, brought the um, uh, sacrifice to Beis Amigdash. And on the way there, he made a little mark on the lip with the eye, different opinions. Of what he did, and um, on the and the an, the animal's eye, so it shouldn't be fit. The, the emperor sent a, a, a bull as a for a sacrifice, and he wanted the Jewish people to insult the emperor, and therefore made a blemish on the way, so that the emperor's uh, bull uh, wouldn't be accepted. So Chaman were wondering, what should we do with the emperor's bull? Should they bring it as a, as a, on a, as a carbon? It's it's they can't. It has a blemish. Should they not bring it as a carbon? Uh, to insult the emperor. And uh, I think Rabbi Zachariah's opinion was, if I remember correctly, was he said we can't bring it as a carbon because people will say you're allowed to uh, bring you're allowed to bring kumaris blamish carbonus. Whereas comments on his opinion that because of his humility, because of his righteousness, the uh, base minister was destroyed. So uh, yeah, not a compliment. Not a compliment. Even though he still called Rabbi Zachariah even in the mimer. That's so observe. That yes, observe. Rav This whole action and everything he did was all Ashkachapas was meant to be because we're in Gaulus. Hashem wanted this way. He wanted the guy that did it, Haskin, on the own thing that he did. There's a lot more going on to this story at face value, obviously.
because the other uh, the other alternative reality tomorrow would have been, and then everyone fried out. I just before we continue, I just wanted to say that the, the simple meaning of the Pasuk, even if you're to lie between the cooking pots, means in, the, the simple Pshat the Pasuk, I never, never said, said the Pashat Pshat the Pasuk. Even if you're to lie between the cooking pots, means even if you're so downtrodden, like those who line the dirt, Hashem says you would still be as beautiful as the wings of the dove, which seem as though they were covered with silver and gold, and therefore you will eventually have only good at the final redemption. That's the Pashat Pshat. And Moshandav is telling us, not just that's what you are. That's what you do is. Words, the Pasha Pshat is addressing you as a jewel. You're a neshama. Hashem looks at you. You're a precious child of his. Your lips. Your lips, which are saying all kinds of nice things. Uh, it, it, it's impactful. So instead of trying to... Um, uh, instead of using our effort to explain why it doesn't work, let's try to use our effort to tr- try it out. Let's, 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 let's make an experiment. Let's think about this for a week. Let's think about this. Let's see if there's a difference. See if it's a Rabba. With more geshmak at the end of the week. Let's see. The conclusion of Alshandra's teaching was that having false humility is similar to the humility of Rav Zachariah, which caused Vesemidish to be destroyed. Move on. So, yeah. Well, if humility in the wrong place, humility in the wrong place. It's not false. You're right, it's not, it's, not, it's not false. It's just at the wrong place, the wrong time. It's, you, there are there are deficiencies everyone has, but to say that you, that's what your bracha is not meant, and that your tilmus doesn't have an impact, that your dagnus doesn't have an impact, your tears doesn't have an impact, that, that does. They couldn't, throughout all this, plan a uh, an Ocean's Eleven cow switcheroo to try to like switch the cows and then make Ocean's it look. Ocean's Eleven cow switcheroo. Okay, move switch on. The cow. Why couldn't like this cow was under guard? They couldn't switch a cow to look like another cow and bring the cow that actually is kosher. They had to dafka. It's for bam. There, there was a, there was a man with a mission of taking the cow with Beis Hamidrash. Come here, have a lachaim, not a problem. One room, another room, back door, around. Oh, the, the guy, guy. This guy was full full of vengeance and anger. Kill Kamsa because then also they would say that if you bring a blemish, oh, I made a mistake. That's what Avzachariah said. I think they wanted to kill Kamsa or something, and they didn't kill him because of Avzachariah. Right? Is that, is that, is that, is that, you remember that? That, that was the, that was that was part of the negotiation. I think that, I think that was the, I think that was, that was the, the the opinion of Rabbi Zachariah. You can't kill him because people will say if you bring a blemish carbon, you get killed. So that was the uh, <laughs> so understood. So I'll upon him. So 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 um, the the question is why we're we comparing davening and thinking it doesn't accomplish anything to the Rabbi Zachariah specifically. So, so the Rebbe says that the reason we're doing this is to, to, to tell us the following, Rebbe said. If you don't have this humility in the wrong place, then you do the opposite of destroying the Besamidosh. And he's a Besamidosh. Where you build the temple, where you destroy the temple, has to do with your humility. Your humility in the wrong place can kill it, the Besamidosh, and not having this, this, this unwarranted humility builds the Besamidosh. Like the famous story of the Chast Al-Tarebbe, who said he became a, a Benini because of arrogance. How did he come a Benini with arrogance? He said, I'm a Chast Al-Tarebbe, you hate Sahara. You think I'm going to do that? I think This is something that I've shared many times, I'm sure you remember. Yitzchak digs the wells of Avram, and they pushed them, stuffed them up. How they stuffed them up, I remember? 
What's the root of the words? Stuff up, sismum. Is Yitzchak? Is that tzaddik? He wants to bring out in you all your living waters. He wants to reveal all the goodness in you. What prevents him from getting it to you and bring out the goodness in you? Dirt. Sismum. What sismum mean? No one remembers. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Because our audience got feeding. Got them later. Sismum. The shortest word. Sismum is stam. When you say by yourself that you are stam, that you're plain. Then, then there's no way that you're, you, could, you could have possibly have any chayas, any life in your Terim Mitzvah. There's no way that Tzai can reach you. The second you say you're a Stam, doesn't matter if you learn, doesn't matter if you daven, doesn't matter if you're kind, doesn't matter if you're not kind. It's all Bob Mises. It doesn't matter because you're a Stam, you're plain. That's where the Basin Nisha is destroyed. Your Basin Nisha is destroyed. The Basin Nisha in the world is destroyed. But if you say about yourself you're not Stam, the Eberim, he's lying by your lips, waiting for you to say a word of Terah. Then, then, then that's how you build yourself. That's how you build the world. This is the this is where it all it's all at, my friends. So the Friedrich Rebbe says in the beginning of the Mimer, he says, "I'll make for me a mitosh. I'll dwell within them." Does not say I'll dwell within it. it says I dwell within them, within every single Jew. How is the base mitosh to built in your? How is the base mitosh built in Dov Meretzky's uh, life? It's built by him saying about himself that he's not stam. And that he is precious, and God kisses his lips when he says the words of the Torah. He makes this known. Another point about this is, although the Baal Shantiv begins with, your Torah and Tefillah impacts all the worlds, and even impacts the angels. Although the Baal Shem Tov begins with, do you, do you know that the angels in heaven are nourished by your words of Terah? He continues with, do you know that God kisses your lips? The God who is the, called the great and awesome king. Since those adjectives are used, the great and awesome king, we're not talking about just the way Hashem relates to the world. Hashem, Hashem, contra- Hashem contracts himself to be the king of the world. We're talking about the king himself. The way the king is in Esnasus Atzmis. It, what that means is in 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 Adonai Elam we say Adonai Elam, you master of Hashem who reigned. When did you reign? Before there was a world, there are some people which are meant for um, monarchy, even though they haven't become kings yet. The Abishter is a king without there being a creation. So when when we say that the Abishter kisses your lips, we're not just talking about the Abishter's light and Atzilus of Bria. Talking about the God's, God Himself comes and kisses your lips and waits to kiss your lips when you'll say a word of Tehra, a word of Tehra. This is why we say that the sphere of Malchus is rooted in God's essence. The sphere of Malchus, although Malchus is the lowest sphere, Malchus in our, in our soul, Malchus is our, is our ability to, to, commun- to communicate. Malchus is the way we're able to lead others. So, Malchus, by the Abishter, although it's the lowest sphere, it's the way the Abishter relates to creation, it's not Hashem's essence, Hashem Himself is beyond creation. Yet, since Hashem's desire is to have a home in this world, therefore Malchus, the lowest sphere, which has no expression of any light of Hashem, it's just the way Hashem contracts Himself to have relationship to creation, Malchus has a root in, higher than all the other spheres, Malchus is rooted in the Reish Leisiada, Malchus is rooted in God's essence. So when we say that, that, the, that the great king is kissing the lips of a Jew, says, we're Zetarian Tefillah, we're talking about the essence of Hashem, is drawn down by, your, by you saying words of Tehran. 
וזהו, גם אמש אלוהים מאמנכו יביש מסכום רב כאלה, says בעל שם טוב, if you would believe that God himself is waiting to kiss your lips when you say a word of Tehran Tefillah, you would serve Hashem with joy from great abundance. Joy from great abundance. What's happens to great abundance? What's connection to great abundance? How, what's the pshat in the words Meirev Kael? So the simple pshat in the Pasuk is, the Pasuk is talking about the Yitzim Okay, say I think, because you didn't serve Hashem with the joy and gladness of heart, when you had great abundance, therefore Hashem says, those are opposite, therefore you will serve your enemies. So he was talking question in time. There was a time when you had great abundance. In time you lost great abundance. So Ebishah says, because you didn't serve me, when you had the great abundance, therefore Hatzashalom, the opposite. But the Arizal says, the words great abundance is referring to the revelation of Hashem in all the worlds. The joy you have in serving Hashem has to be greater than the great abundant revelation in all the worlds. The simcha that Yid has should be greater than the simcha of Ganeid. As we learned in the Yusicha last, uh, last week, that the Tainug Beire, there's a Tainug, there's the Pinagal Kaladas in Ganeid, and there's great pleasure that a creature has, that a human being has, in Ganeid. But the MS is that Teremitz is caused Nachasruch Beire, it caused pleasure than Simcha Tashem. So therefore, the joy a Jew has during a mitzvah should be greater than the Simcha Ganeid. There's no doubt, there's no sadness. There's, there's, there's not even like a like a, a an ebb and flow of, of whatever level of that, but it's it's consistent. So that quality. Has there's, to be, there's no sense in yourself. You're saying. No, no, I'm saying in Ghanaian. Really? Yeah. Here, you're saying you, you get these these qualitative bursts. But it's not consistent. How long should you dance knowing one mitzvah? My great grandfather said you should dance for seventy years. That's his opinion. What's your opinion? There was less. There was less happening. That's happening. You think if he had a little bit of, bit of, bit of, bit of prime time and a little bit of uh, internet, he would have been. Yeah, misses. Who cares about them? Let's finish This is the meaning of the statement of our sages. It is better one hour of tshuva and good deeds in this world, more than the entire life of the world to come. The word koil is referring to the world to come. They're called koilton weisayin, which includes all the highest kinds of pleasures. The Ramam says we can't imagine the pleasure of Ganadin. We can't imagine. We have nothing that's similar to the pleasure of Ganadin. So there's, in Ganadin itself, there's many levels. And, and, and by the way, between one level and the next in Ganadin, you have to go through a whole process to get to the next level. You have to forget the level before to get to the higher level because there's, there, there's a, such a change. Just like you have to forget this world to enjoy the pleasures of Ganadin. So too, to go from one level of Ganeidin to another, and Ganeidin itself is infinite amount of levels. So no matter how many levels there are, one upon the, upon, upon the other, yet it says that it's Yoch and Yoch, next page, Yoch and Yoch, nevertheless the Mishnah says it's better to have one hour of tshuva and good deeds in this world more than the great abundance of the entire world to come, all the pleasures that could possibly be. Why? What's so good about being here? Because by doing the, what, your work here, you cause God's essence to be here. There is the accomplishment of being in Gan Eden, of enjoying, your neshama is enjoying something, a great pleasure. But then there is a, a mitzvah done in this world that causes God's essence to be brought here. That's what the Friedrich says in the continuation of this paragraph. That Hashem's original intent in creating the world is that God wanted to have a home in the lowest realm. 
He wanted his essence to be brought here. That's why Hashem says, how are you supposed to create this home for God's essence? You have to make this home out of shittim wood. Why shittim wood? Shittim is connected to the word foolishness. There's foolishness, there's a foolish attraction that everyone knows they have to clip it. And and out of this a crazy attachment to Klippa, we have to create pillars in the base of Migdash. Just like a pillar of a house connects the roof with the floor, so too, by transforming our shtus to the Klippa, our crazy attraction to Klippa, to being instead crazily attracted to Kedusha, doing what the Abish says beyond logic and reason, that causes a pillar, that causes a change of, in this world, that, that what's in the roof, so to speak, of this world, the essence of Hashem, is brought down here in Elam Hazu. The idea of a pillar is it connects the world with godliness. So out of our crazy attachment to Klippa, we create a pillar that draws down from the roof, from the God's essence, to the Ritzpah, to the floor, to this world. And the world itself becomes a home for Hashem, a home for God's essence. We'll stop here.